Let's take a minute and uh, welcome all our guests here this morning. In Jesus' name, we know you have a choice of where you go on a Sunday morning. We want to thank you for coming here and spending your Sunday morning with us. I'd like to thank you for uh, joining us on the Internet. Those that are watching us live on the Internet, we'd like to thank you for taking your time out and, and watching us in Jesus' name. We've got a uh, pink purse in the back. If you uh, if you lost it or left it, it's in the back. It's not mine. Mine's a mine's a light blue. Just kidding. Matches my shirt. <laughs> in Jesus' name for uh, for those of you for those of you that are our guests. Um, we are a multi congregational church. We have uh, congregations that are meeting all over the area: Baltimore, PG County, the Eastern Shore. And uh, our pastor's not here this morning. He and his wife are traveling back from a conference in Mississippi. And, and I have to say, we've got, the, we've got an amazing pastor, Pastor Joel Wright and his wife, Kate Wright. We are absolutely blessed. Absolutely blessed to have them. Uh, I mean, not only is he a phenomenal preacher, but you know what? It, what you can say about him is that they love God. They love this congregation. And they are willing to serve us. And I don't think you can ask for anything better. So if you're a guest, I would encourage you to come back next week so you have an opportunity to meet them. But uh, this morning, we're thankful that Brother Reaver, the Maryland, D.C. District Secretary, is here. Last time, uh, he was here a couple months ago, and he was getting ready, ideally, to get reelected as a district secretary, and he was. So we are thankful for that. I know... Bishop Wright is thankful, and we are absolutely thankful. Uh, so Brother Reaver is a friend of Antioch. He's obviously a friend of the Maryland, D.C. District, but more importantly, he is a friend of God, right? He is a friend of God. So if you're not standing and you're physically able to stand, I'd ask you to, to stand in honor of Brother Reaver and the word that he's going to bring. Brother Reaver, come and preach to us. And everyone said, praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's great to be in the house of God. And uh, I am thankful that it has worked out for me to be here. Uh, the church I pastor in Baltimore, we uh, just got the check a couple weeks ago from the sale of our building. And so we're uh, thankful for that. Amen. We're renting a place that we have to have 2 o'clock service, so uh, it's working out just fine for me to be here. I think I mentioned last time when Pastor Joel asked me, I said, I'm sorry, I can't come. I've been missing too much. And then I said, wait a minute. I forgot. I don't have church in the morning. So I'm getting used to it also. Let me tell you something today. The Lord has laid on my heart. The very atmosphere that you're experiencing many weeks ago when Pastor Joel asked me to come. I didn't even know what I was going to preach. That probably didn't happen until just, I don't know, can't even remember, a few hours, a few days ago. But I'm only trying to tell you that the Lord had ordained this meeting, this atmosphere, for these people right here. This is not something that says, well, we just, we had some good worship today. It was a whole lot better than last Sunday. It may or may not have been. I'm just illustrating. There is no such thing as God being better one Sunday than another. Because when you are almighty, that means you have all power. He's not a greater God today than he was last week or he'll be tomorrow. But why is it sometimes we say, that was a really good worship time. I, I submit to you it's because we are focused. We're the variable. He said, I am the Lord, I change not. And somebody has come in here today hungry for the move of the Spirit. Somebody has come in here ready to be healed by the power of the name of Jesus. Somebody has come in here ready to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just like our brother did evidently just recently.
I've come to tell you that if you will set aside everything that hinders you, my God is ready to do the miraculous. Is anybody in this house ready to let the Holy Ghost move on a Sunday morning? I'm hungry for a visitation of His Spirit. It doesn't matter if you're a guest or this is your church home. What do you say we come together and let God be God in this house? Hallelujah. I believe I've got enough delegated authority and probably even enough relationship with this church to say what I'm going to say. Antioch, come alive in the Holy Ghost. You can't wait till tonight. God wants to do miraculous things today. Everybody's here that's going to be here. and They're here in the will of God. What do you say? You come to spiritual attention. I'm telling you right now, God wants to do what you were not expecting him to do. But he has arrested our attention. And from the back to the front, from side to side, let everything that have breath, let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. John chapter number 11. And I've just been fine with keep worshiping the Lord. But I know also the Lord wants to get some word in you so that you can be set free. We're mixing the spirit and truth together. Amen. Can't all spirit. You'd have fanaticism. If you had all truth, you'd have formalism. Together, the Spirit and the Word works. Amen? I'm trying to behave because I know where the Lord wants to take us, so I, I just I have to step back a little bit and bring a few more along with us, and then we'll get there in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And if this is pretty rough for you, you can take anything for one Sunday. I'll be gone. Hallelujah. John chapter number 11, verse 38. But sincerely, I believe the word of the Lord wants to set us free. Let's hear what the word says in John eleven thirty eight. 38. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to a tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Would you shout those four words with me? Take away the stone. The stone. Had to count it to make sure there was four. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench. He stinks. For he's been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Hallelujah. Then they took away the stone. Somebody shout, took away the stone. From the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. By the help of the Lord and for the sake of your remembrance, I want to preach those four words. Take away the stone. Hallelujah. Come on now. Somebody shall take away the stone. I'm not trying to do a crowd breaker. I'm trying to get you to confess that. I'm trying to get you to get that in your spirit. Because if you'll take away the stone, the miraculous is about to happen. I'm not, I'm telling you, I feel such power and purpose in this house. Some of you may have been coming to this place for years, but this could be the day that you would see the miraculous in your life like you've been praying for. Come on, lift your heart, lift your voice. Let the Holy Ghost move in this house today. That's it, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on. Let's pray on just a few more moments. Hallelujah. Let's prepare our hearts for the Spirit to do the work in this place. I feel an authority of the Holy Ghost. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's power in unity. Oh, clap hands, all ye people. And use your voice and shout unto God as the psalmist said. Let's clap and let's shout. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Lazarus of Bethany was sick. Lazarus was the brother of Mary and Martha. And as soon as their brother got very sick, they turned to Jesus for help. You know why? They believed in Jesus' ability to heal. Because they had seen him perform miracles in the past. When you need extraordinary help, I want you to know that Jesus offers extraordinary resources. <laughs> it's Jesus that said, all power or all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. That's why you should never hesitate to ask Jesus to help you. Because my Bible says he's an ever-present help in the time of need. My Bible says to cast or roll your cares or anxieties on him because he cares for you. My Bible says to ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. I'm telling you, if you'll call on Jesus, he is a God that's ready to hear and answer. But when Jesus received their prayer request, he waited two days before ever leaving where he was to go to Bethany. And when he finally got to Bethany, the circumstances had changed. Lazarus' sickness had changed to death. In fact, he had been dead four days, securely placed in a tomb. And Jesus came to that tomb from the portion of scripture I read today, which was a cave and a stone lay against it. The stone was a wall between Lazarus and Jesus. The stone was an obstacle that separated the need from the answer. The stone had to be removed. It was the necessary ingredient for Lazarus to go from death to life. Jesus did not put that stone there. I said Jesus didn't put that stone there. It was put there by humanity. I'm slowing down. I want you to get this. God didn't put it there, and he wasn't going to remove it. The God that had the power to raise from the dead, of course he had the power to remove a stone. But he commanded man to take it away. Since man put it there, man was the one to remove it. I know it's not in Antioch and in Arnold and in this area, but a lot of us desire for the Lord to remove the stone supernaturally. It's so much easier, God, if you're going to say, Lazarus, come forth, why don't you just say, get that stone out of the way too, because it's a whole lot less work for us. I mean... Why couldn't Jesus roll the stone away himself? The same voice of authority that speaks to lifeless Lazarus could also speak to a spiritless stone. 
I believe he wanted man involved in the miracle. And if you haven't figured it out yet, there's some things you're going to have to do to prepare for the resurrection power of God. The atmosphere that we've been in and the spirit of deliverance and healing and salvation is obvious in this house. But we're pausing long enough to give you instruction of what you're going to have to do to access the resurrection power of God. There's people in this house that sense his presence, that want to know more about him in this way. And I'm telling you today, what Jesus told that family many, many years ago, he is saying to us in the spirit, take away the stone. But we have a trepidation when it comes to intentionally and aggressively removing the stone. Sometimes we have trepidation on getting rid of the obstacles because when Jesus said, take away the stone, did you notice what Martha said, the sister of Lazarus? He said, she said, Lord, by this time there's a stench. He's been here dead for days. Now, did I miss something? This lady wants her brother out of a grave. She wants him back at the lunch table with her. And when Jesus says, take away the stone, as badly as surely she wanted her brother back to life, it seems to me that she had accepted the stone in front of her brother. Hallelujah. It's already been here four days. Evidently, that's just the way it's going to be. I'm just a little apprehensive for you asking me to, to do something out of my comfort zone. Are you aware there are people that come to worship? Yea, verily could even be in this room. You may not say it with your mouth, but somewhere in your spirit, you're saying the way I am right now is the way I've got to be for the rest of my life. It's just my plight. The stone has been there. I missed my chance. I called on Jesus. He didn't show up when I thought he should. And now it's gone from bad to worse. So it just looks like this is the way it's going to have to be. But Jesus said, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. Come on, ladies. The only thing in your way of God's glory is a stone. And I'm telling this church, it's time to remove all the barriers between you and your miracle. That stone was meant to be removed. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, pray right now. God, help me to remove the stone so I can see the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 We've had the presence of God in this room, but I'm after the glory of God. I'm asking for something. I bless you. You're faithful. You've been here. If you're a first time guest, you walked in here worshiping just by being in the house of God. But I'm telling you, there's so much more that God wants to do. If we'll just get rid of a stone so he can say, Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what are some of these stones between Jesus and your answer? I don't need to preach, but you need to hear. What are the obstacles between you and Jesus? What is it that keeps us from a resurrection in our life? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to even begin to be, to name all the stones. 
And I trust the Holy Spirit. We see some in the text of scripture, but I trust also he will, he will allow me to say the stones that need to be said. Coming up in the parking lot, I got some more. I thought, Lord, it's a dangerous thing to have an un, have an open message of stones. But what I don't say, the Holy Ghost will say to you. We look in the scripture and one of the stones that I see, I've already referenced it in some ways, is pride. Martha had pride. You say, well, now, how, how do you, how do you know that? Well, don't you remember? She said, I don't want to roll that stone away. He stinks. This is embarrassing. Please don't open that, 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 that grave and that cave and everybody's gonna, gonna smell my brother. Could you not see that pride could stand in the way of a miracle? And let me tell you something. A lot of times when we say pride, we think of the boisterous one. The one calling attention to themselves. And surely it is exemplified that way at times. But I'm going to be open with you. Some of my most proudful moments has been in my silence. Well, somebody might say hallelujah so we don't think you're proudful. You know what they say? The same pride that will put your Jaguar in the front is the same pride that will put your old junker in the back so nobody will see it. Oh, I'm pushing on that stone. Get Sister Trish back. We were having more fun when she was leading us in worship. But I don't just want the presence of God. I want the glory of God. I don't want to say I just came to church on a Sunday morning. I want my family delivered. I want answers in my life. I want to leave different than when I came. I want Lazarus to be resurrected. And if that's going to happen, you're going to have to push away the stone of pride and say it doesn't matter what it looks like. I've got to get to Jesus and I've got to remove the obstacles. Some folks miss a miracle because they don't even want somebody to think they've got a need. And that's about as crazy as that old ostrich that sticks his head in the sand to hide. And 95% of his body is for all to see. I would demonstrate, but I couldn't get back up. Are you with me? Oh, I, I don't, I don't want to come to the front or I don't want to claim this or I don't want to do this. And the whole problem is, you know what? If we'll just say, you know, I'm not trying to be rude, but it really doesn't matter what you think of me. I've got a need. I've got an impossibility that's just beyond that stone. And whatever Jesus tells me to do, I'm going to do it because I want a resurrection in my life. Hallelujah. You know, another pride uh, stone I see here in this text is unbelief. Somebody shout unbelief. Martha illustrated that. Because if you read this story, she said, Lord, in fact, Mary said it too. Lord, if you had been here earlier, my brother would not have died. There's people that get angry at God. They're bitter at God because he did not answer their prayer request. And it looks like it got worse. And so they are so stuck in this stone of unbelief because, God, you didn't do it the way I thought you should. I got too many stones to preach, and I sure don't need to preach this whole John chapter 11. But let me tell you, when Lazarus got up out of that grave... I think Martha was saying, it's a good thing you didn't come when I told you to. 
Because I knew you were a healer. But I never knew that you were a miracle worker to raise from the dead. And I'm telling you right now, you need to get that stone of unbelief out of the way that says it's too late, it's over, because God wants to do something that you have never seen happen in your life before. And what you're bitter about is an opportunity for God to show himself in a way you would have never seen before. I'm going to say, Jesus, thanks for not coming when I thought you should because I would have just got a healing. But now I've got a resurrection. Come on. In the name of Jesus, push that stone of pride away. Push that stone of unbelief away. She tried. She tried. Some of you, I love you. You're trying. She said, Lord, have you been here earlier? And even now, whatever you ask of God, he'll give it to you. Uh-oh. So Jesus said, all right, your brother will rise again. Martha went from the past and translated that statement to the future. Said, oh, I know he will rise again in the resurrection. She couldn't believe. Somebody shout unbelief. That stone of unbelief. She couldn't believe God for the future. Excuse me. She wanted to believe God for the future. She See, here's the thing. It's so much easier to believe God for what he's done. Martha witnessed a healing. But she never dealt with a, a stone in front of a dead brother's grave. So, we'll believe him for what he's done in the past. But as soon as he says, can you believe right now? We fast forward to the future. But Jesus is wanting you to answer this question. Do you believe that I am able to do it right now? What's my brother's name that received the Holy Spirit? Philip? Philip, wave at me. Hallelujah. How long ago were you born again? Hurricane just blew in and I'm hard hearing. Sorry. Pass it down. Two months ago. Praise God. Hallelujah. So how many believe the Lord can fill people with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Until he comes, how many believe God's going to do great things in the future? I'm asking you right now, how many believe God will fill somebody right now, right here? When you get to that point, you're pushing away the stone of unbelief and say, God, anything can happen anytime because I'm going to prepare myself for the miracle. Hallelujah. I just flew in from Haiti last night from the mission field. And maybe some folks here in America are uncomfortable with this atmosphere, but I'm all warmed up. And I believe you can teach, get the word in your spirit. And when we call for a demonstration of the Holy Ghost, God's going to show up. Are you ready to remove the stone? I've seen folks with a stone of hopelessness. I've referred to that also. Lord, he, he's, he, it could have been pride, but it also could have been that she felt hopeless because, because he died. There's no more hope. Let me tell you what the Bible teaches us to do. And if you're hopeless today, by the way, you can't ever remove these stones by focusing on the stone itself. You got to focus on getting rid of it. You don't fuss at a congregation because they're apathetic. You preach a cause and apathy goes away. Don't fuss at your kids with the problems they've got. Teach them how to get out of it. I'm getting back. And so hopelessness. Somebody said, you know, he preached on hopelessness. I already knew I was that. 
How do I get that stone of hopelessness out of the way? I can remember years ago a man that, 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 that eventually died, and I pray that God's grace was extended there. But everything I could understand, he died a hopeless man. He sent his wife and his children to church. He would back me up as a youth pastor better than some that went to church. Why did Floyd not get involved in this? It's because Floyd was convinced a long time ago there was no hope for him. And could it be that in this house, there's people here, you love God, you love what's going on, but there's a stone of hopelessness in front of you. But here's how you get rid of that stone. The Bible teaches that we are to rejoice in hope. Now stay with me. Rejoice in hope. We sell hope short. Our mentality is, Oh, I sure hope so. Not much confidence. You know what I'm saying? You get the tone I'm talking about? I hope it'll happen. Now, that's a misunderstanding of hope biblically. I hope the money comes in. Well, why am I going to hope with that kind of attitude? The Bible says to rejoice in hope. Rejoicing in hope doesn't mean you do so when you get a positive report. You rejoice in the God of hope without the report. The voice of worry is often really rooted more in fact than hope is. Anybody home? Bear with me, this is about as deep as I can get. Are you listening to me? We're worrying because we're seeing the facts. But hope, hallelujah, is greater than worry. Worry sometimes makes more sense than hope. But my father taught me it pays to worry because whatever you worry about never happens anyway. Hallelujah. You know why? Because there is a hope. That is, hope is not results, ladies and gentlemen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I've not gotten the results yet, but it, and it's the evidence of things not seen. No wonder the scriptures teach us that my soul shall rest in hope because I know it's not what I see right now. I know my brother is already dead. I know that it seems like it's too late, but Jesus just told me to get rid of a stone. So instead of having pride or unbelief or hopelessness or whatever else you want to put in there, why don't we start rejoicing in the God of hope? <sighs> Because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And when they rolled away the stone, Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died, hallelujah. Only in Jesus can you talk about death in the past tense. He said those who he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped with a cloth. But let me tell you, if you'll remove the stone of your life, there's going to be resurrection power. But it won't just stop there. Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Hallelujah. He doesn't want to just bring you to life. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be free from habits <laughs> putting new wine into new wine skins he wants you to be free from fears he wants you to be free from attitudes if you'll just take away the stone my God is a resurrected God hallelujah hallelujah So let me help you. Some of you want to get rid of that stone. If you're here today and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we seek God. But we have found out through scripture and experience 
that every person that received the Holy Spirit supernaturally spoke a language they did not know as a sign the Spirit had come into their life. I got any witnesses? Hallelujah. So today is your day for a supernatural experience. Today is your day for someone to be healed. Hallelujah. But here's what you're going to have to do. Here's how you're going to get that stone away. I don't know what they used. I don't think they used their tire tool to get the stone away. They used their hands. I don't know what they used. But let me tell you, I've identified some stones. Let me tell you some things that will get rid of those stones. Psalm 66, verses 16 and 17. And I'm teaching you to cry out said, come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried unto him with my what? That'd be appropriate. Let's use our mouth to say mouth. Somebody shout mouth. And he was extolled with my tongue. In your quest to get the stone removed, you need to verbalize your request. You need to express it from your soul. You say, well, pastor, isn't there a place for meditation? You better believe it. And we probably don't do enough meditating on the word of God. But I'm telling you right now, when you have a dead brother, when you have a need in your life such as this, you have to get to the point where you say, Lord, I need you. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. That blind man sitting by the roadside couldn't just meditate on Jesus. He had to use his mouth. He had to use his tongue. <laughs> and if you'll do that, Psalm 66, dropping down the verse 9. 19 says, Verily God heard me and attended to the voice of my prayer. Anybody ready to use your voice? It's supernatural what the work of the Spirit is, but I've never seen someone born again of the Spirit with their mouth closed. Come back next week and you'll get some deep sayings. But right now, I'm just trying to get your brother out of the grave. And you're going to have to put a, a, a voice to your prayer. Hallelujah. If you want the Holy Spirit, God will use your tongue, your mouth, your voice, and your obedience. But it's His Spirit that speaks through you. And I'm just crazy enough to believe that today God can fill a hungry person with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In fact, I'd like at least 10 people that believe that God would fill with the Holy Ghost and are ready to pray them through to come stand right here and face this congregation. If you have to think about it, forget it. I'm talking about just don't make, if you've got, if you believe God will heal, save in this house, altar workers, whoever you are, I want you to come and face the audience. I'm just talking about people that's going to pray with you right now. And if you have a need, looks like they're already coming. I need them straight across, facing this way. Amen. If you have a need, stand in front of somebody there. If you need, if you need healing, salvation, whatever you need, uh-uh, some of you don't want to come, do you? I believe it's apostolic for the Holy Ghost to fall all over the building. Amen. But I want to make sure that you've got the prayer need and the prayer support that you need. Alrighty. If we need more prayer workers, come up. Antioch, watch. If, if, if everybody doesn't have somebody, you come up and add to it right now. Now, before you, before you start talking to them, we're going to pray in just a moment. I want you to look here. The Bible teaches us, if you will draw near to God, He will draw near to you. You can't save yourself. I can't save myself. I can't heal myself. This is not about saying enough of, uh, of, uh, uh, quotations from other religious traditions to get you saved or healed. 
But I am telling you scripturally, you've got to draw near to God. You've got to have faith. You've got to say, I'm willing to take away this stone so God can speak to my situation. As this congregation stands all across this house, here's what I'm telling you. You're going to have to plug into the source. I've seen some folks, they wait for lightning to hit them. Come on, if you, if you need a miracle, come quickly, quickly. They wait for lightning. Here I am, God. I'm ready. No, no, no. You're going to have to plug into the source. You can't iron your clothes without plugging into the electricity. So if you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you need healing, if you need a deliverance, if, if, if this Arnold congregation is ready for a revival and an outpouring of the Spirit, not at Antioch at large on Sunday night, I'm talking about right here on Sunday morning. If you're hungry for some resurrection power, get to this front. Fill the hours if we have to. We can't afford to have business as usual. One moment. We're getting ready to sing. Keep praying. But I want you to hear what I'm saying. Some of you are waiting on God. God's waiting on you. I said, we're waiting on God. And God said, I'm ready to speak the words of life to this congregation, to your family. I'm ready to speak it. But I need you to do something first. I need you to remove the stones of unbelief and hopelessness and apathy and hurts and wounds and pride. Get healed of your present circumstances. And when you get rid of those stones, my Jesus is going to perform the miraculous. All right, everybody in the house, if you're praying in front of somebody and you know their need right now, lay your hand upon them. I don't know what's going on. Hang tight. Stay right here. If you're in the congregation and you're a believer, I'm asking you to come to the front if you're physically able. Fill the front. Fill the aisles. Fill all across this place and stretch your hand forward. I'm getting ready to pray. I'm getting ready to give a word of faith. <laughs> Come on. We're going to see people receive the Holy Ghost in this house. In the name of Jesus. Healing. Church, Antioch, please look around you. I know how you can pray. I know how you can pray people through. Please look around you. We could have easily 10 people receive the Holy Ghost in this house. I don't even want to limit God. Come on, church. If you're out there, stretch your hand forward. If you're in the front, lay your hand upon them. By the power that's in the name of Jesus. And the authority that's in the word of God. That's it. Come on church. Receive the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Be healed in your body. In the name of Jesus. Let this congregation never be the same again. His power is no different last Sunday than it will be next Sunday. But if this church will remove the stone, God is going to show you His glory. Come on, church. Come on, find somebody to pray with. Why don't you join hands with someone in the congregation? Why don't you put hands on somebody's shoulder? Do what's appropriate. Do what's comfortable. But let's pray all across this sanctuary. Come on, that's it. That's it, that's it. Open your mouth. That's it. Speak in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. I haven't given much instructions because I know this church knows how to pray people through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
If you've repented, if you've removed the stone, then let Jesus perform the miracle. Come on, come on, come on. Please don't let your mind wander. I need you praying out in the congregation. I need you praying up front. That's it. Open your mouth. Use your voice. Praise Him. And as you begin to praise Him, He'll take you from your human spirit to the Holy Spirit. You'll begin to speak a language you do not know as a sign. His resurrection power is within you. Come on, church. The Holy Spirit is doing something. The Holy Spirit is doing something. That's it. Come on, church. Pray on. Feel free to minister and support one another in the congregation. These aren't only ones praying. You're praying all across this room. I said you're praying all across this room. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. In the name of Jesus, resurrect this congregation. Resurrect families. Marriages that are dead and on the rocks. Resurrect them in the name of Jesus. Forgive. Remove the stone. And let his glory come in. Come on, it's happening. It's happening. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. You've been given a word from the Lord. You've been given the ingredient for your miracle. Take away the stone. That's it, come on, come on, that's it. Don't let your mind wander. Focus on Jesus right now. Picture Jesus. Come on, Martha. Come on. Jesus is here. Let go of that bitterness. Remove that stone of bitterness and say, I see what you're doing, God. I don't have the answers yet, but I'm going to rejoice in hope. You are the God of hope. You are in control. And when this thing's over, you're going to do greater than I could have ever imagined. That's it. Come on. That's it. In the name of Jesus. That's it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Are you praying on the fifth row? The tenth row? The twentieth row? This is a house of prayer. This is a house of worship. This is a house of miracles. In the name of Jesus. The worship was just to get you ready for this moment. The preaching was just to get you ready for this moment. It is a deliverance. The spirit and the word has been at work. Now receive your miracle. Come on. It doesn't have to be the way it is. You don't have to come every Sunday and say, this is the way it's going to be. No, 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 no. I don't have to accept that. I've got hope. I've got a faith. I've got a future. But I believe he's doing something right now in the name of Jesus. If you've already received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, an altar worker will help you. If you've not received it, God's not through until you are. I said God's not through until you are. Altar workers, give them some more instructions. Speak a word of faith to them. Let's do it again. Let's pray again. Let's not stop until every person... 
gets rid of their stones and a resurrected word comes into their life. Come on, today's your day. Now's the time. Something's happening in the spirit. I thought I was waiting on God all this time. But the revelation is, I'm standing at the door of your miracle. You just got to take away the stone. You just got to verbalize your need. You just got to cry out to me. You just got to call on my name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan is a liar. And Jesus is Lord. I take dominion over every distracting spirit. I take dominion over every strategy of Satan. And I loose the faith of God in this congregation right now. In the name of Jesus, Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> That's it. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I've got hope. I rejoice in hope. I haven't seen it yet. My brother's still dead on the other side of that grave of that stone but I'm going to remove the stone of hopelessness and rejoice in the God of hope Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody's taking another step towards the kingdom. Somebody's removing a stone. Your miracle's coming. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go a little farther. Let's go a little farther. In the name of Jesus. If, if it'll help you, it's only 1137. Come on, get rid of that cave or that stone of putting God in your timetables and putting God in our boxes. In the name of Jesus, we have missed the glory of God because we're too much in a hurry. In the name of Jesus, show us your glory. Take away the stone so he can speak those words of life. That's it. God's not through until you are. God's not through until you are. Hallelujah. If I can think it, I can ask it. And if I can ask it, my God can do it. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's let our faith go. I said if I can think it, if I can see it, then I can ask for it. And if I can ask for it in faith, my God can do it. Come on, that's it church. Come on Arnold. What are you thinking? 
What are you seeing in the spirit? Oh, my God is starting something that can be an epicenter for the rest of this year. If you can think it, go ahead and ask it in the name of Jesus. And if you can ask it in faith, I know my God can do it. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. They're telling me at least three have already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I said at least three have already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Angels rejoice over one sinner that comes to repentance. Come on church. God's not through until we are. Let the Holy Spirit move in this house. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Let's stay focused. If there's any praise singers or band members that are not praying that's available, please come to the platform. If you're praying, that's priority. But if there's praise singers or band members that are available, come to the platform. The rest of the congregation, let's keep seeking God. Let's keep praying in this house. That's it. From the back to the front. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Woo! What a God. He designed this meeting a long time ago. With God, there is no present past or future my God just is hallelujah he's in this house if you need healing for your body I am the Lord your healer in the name of Jesus I wonder if everybody that's able in this house could lift holy hands to God. Whether you're standing or sitting, whether you're in the front or in the back, if you can lift holy hands to God and let's begin to use our voice and begin to praise Him with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength. That's it, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, use your voice and shout unto God. In the name of Jesus, walls are coming down. Stones are being removed. That's it, church. Come on. That's it. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. You didn't miss your miracle. There's still some here today. You didn't miss your moment. It's here right now. Come on. Let's praise Him. Let's worship. Let's see someone else receive the Holy Ghost. Let's see another miracle take place. Come on, church. All across this house, rejoice unto the God of your salvation. That's it. Walls are coming down. Praise is going up. In the name of Jesus.
but you need to get the grave clothes off you. He's still God. He's still God in the midst of your circumstance. I have felt so strongly in my spirit. We need a freedom in the Holy Ghost. Some of you need to dance because it's been too long since you danced. Some of you need to walk in the spirit. Some of you need to lift your hand. Some of you need to leap. You need to get rid of the grave clothes and let freedom come in the name of Jesus. He resurrected you for freedom.